Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights, brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello, and thank you for joining us at XM.com. This is the Weekly Outlook. This is going to be a very busy week with a barrage of central bank meetings, and the talk is all about rate hikes. I'm Cristina Marujos. Helping me unfold this week ahead is Senior Investment Analyst Mario Sachkiriakos. Marios, let's start by having a look at the United States. The Fed will kick off this week with its meeting on Wednesday, where a 50 basis points rate hike is fully priced in. But given that the U.S. economy is losing steam lately, what could policymakers signal about future hikes? Hello, Christina. Well, look, they've already telegraphed the rate increase. So they told us uh, very clearly, we're going to do 50 basis points in June. We're going to do the same thing in July. So the market, the uncertainty, the real question is, what are they going to do afterwards? What happens after September? Do they keep going full speed ahead with rate increases? Or is a pause in the hiking cycle possible, you know, in case inflation cools a little bit or in case recession risks intensify? Now, if you are looking for recession signals, we've actually gotten quite a few of them lately. So. Yes, the overall U.S. economy is still fine, economic data are decent, but if you look at some specific indicators, so for example, the housing market is under a lot of stress. We've seen mortgage rates go through the roof. Uh, that has That is putting pressure on home sales. Or for example, the consumer. People are just getting squeezed by higher living costs. And so far, uh, you know, they've, they've used their savings to fill this gap, but at some point, savings run out. And of course, we've heard from a, we've heard from a lot of corporations warning that they might lay off workers or they might, even, or they might freeze hiring uh, as, you know, in an attempt to, pro- to protect their profit margins uh, from rising inflation. So, there are some clear signals that the economy is losing steam, but I don't think this will stop the Fed from, from delivering the, the two summer rate hikes it has promised. It has already committed to that. Inflation is just too high. They need to act even if the economy is slowing down. Now, for this meeting, the market is going to focus a lot on, uh, on the, the interest rate forecast, the so-called dot plot. How many Uh, Where do they see interest rates at the end of this year, at the end of next year? Now, as far as the dollar is concerned, uh, I still think that the overall outlook is positive. Yes, the US economy might be losing steam, but the situation everywhere else is even worse. Uh, You know, if if we do see a, a recession happening, that's even good news for the dollar most of the times because uh, because it's the reserve currency and capital flows into the reserve currency in times of crisis. And also you have to think about other currencies. What else is there at this point except for the dollar? The euro is suffering at the hands of rising energy prices. The yen has been slaughtered by the Bank of Japan and the British pound is trading just like a a mirror reflection of stock markets, which have been very unstable lately. So I don't think the dollar is going to fall out of favor until the economic outlook for the rest of the world begins to improve. 
You mentioned the yen and the Bank of Japan. We'll look at those in a moment. Before that, though, let's cross into the United Kingdom. The Bank of England is widely anticipated to deliver 25 basis points rate hike on Thursday, whereas money markets assign a chance for an even bigger one. Could Bank of England policymakers surprise markets this week? I don't think so. I think they're going to do just 25. And um, I, I think that going for a bigger move doesn't make much sense here. So the markets are saying there's a decent chance they go for a bigger move. I don't think that's going to happen. So let's take a step back. At their meeting last month, the Bank of England was already on red alert about the, about the recession risks. We even saw a few officials supporting a pause in rate increases despite inflation being so high. And ever since then, those concerns were validated by income data. We saw business surveys uh, signaling a very sharp slowdown in the economy. So here's my thinking. The Bank of England hasn't done 50 basis point rate increases so far in this uh, hiking cycle when the economy was still doing well and the sun was shining, right? So why would they do it now that storm clouds are on the horizon? So overall, I think they're going to be uh, they're going to raise rates by 25 basis points, but I also think they're going to strike a cautious tone. They, they might highlight the various risks around the economy. They might even open the door for a pause in the hiking cycle over the summer. And that, I think, is going to be a disappointing message for Sterling. Staying in the region, and of course, Thursday is likely to be very interesting because the Swiss National Bank also meets on the same day. Inflation has started to rise, hence markets expect the central bank to take some action. Will we see a rate hike at this policy meeting? Well, the markets certainly think so. So market pricing right now is saying uh, there's a 65 to 70% chance for a rate increase from the Swiss National Bank. Uh, that's because inflation has accelerated. It's just under 3%. Uh, but, I mean, most of that, it reflects energy and food costs just going through the roof. Wages remain subdued, which means there's no real danger of, you know, out-of-control inflation in Switzerland. So, long story short, I don't see it. I think they're going to wait until their next meeting in September to begin their hiking cycle. That would also allow them the advantage of staying one step behind the European Central Bank. That's what they've always done. And uh, doing so would allow them to prevent any, any excessive appreciation in the Swiss franc. And last but not least, the Bank of Japan meets this week on Friday to be exact, but expectations are rather low because it's unlikely to join in the tightening cycle. But what could that mean for the yen, which this week hit a new two-decade low against the dollar? Well, you're right, Hesna. I mean, the, the yen has been absolutely slaughtered. Um, here's the, the funny part. The Bank of Japan felt it was necessary to make it very clear ahead of this meeting, look, we're not even thinking about changing policy, don't worry. Now, I think their calculation is we're going to stand our ground, we're going to allow the yen to weaken, hopefully that, uh, that helps us import some inflation from abroad, and break this deflationary mindset that has tormented Japan for, for decades now. So it's all about inflation expectations, really, and trying to shock the consumer into expecting some inflation. But everything has limits, right? So the yen's collapse has become a political issue lately. 
and inflation is already above 2%. So there's a lot of pressure on the Bank of Japan to do what everyone else is doing and just change course. Now, that's not likely to happen this time. They've made that very clear. But I wouldn't be surprised if in the next meetings by July or in September, if inflation keeps accelerating, then the Bank of Japan might also start turning the ship around. And that, I think, would be would mark the bottom for the yen. So we might have some more weakness in the yen near term, but I think we're approaching the end of this uh, sharp downtrend. It's definitely going to be a very interesting week. Marios, thank you so much for joining me. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.